Welcome to the Swim Upstream podcast, where we talk about intentional living against cultural norms. If you're ready to break out of survival mode and cultivate a more intentional life, then you're in the right place. Find your courage to live differently and swim upstream. Let's get started. Hey y'all, it's Jenny and you're listening to Swim Upstream episode 11, Supplements and Essential Oils. Let's jump right in to what I'm learning now. This week I'm learning more about my neighbors. I have met several that I have not met before until this week. Um, as I've told you before, we've moved to this small little neighborhood in rural North Carolina a year ago in March and so there are a few neighbors that I haven't had the opportunity to meet but I've been able to meet with three different families this week so I'm getting to know my neighbors better my girls are making some new friends we've been able to deliver 14 grocery bags of lettuce to family and neighbors from our garden so we're really excited to begin the growing season off right with giving away all this lettuce and we also the girls today have spent time with one of the families in our neighborhood making cards to send to the military um, in appreciation some of these cards are for just any time to thank them for their service and some of these cards are specifically for the holidays and for Veterans Day so it's been really cool to get to be involved in things like that by getting to know our neighbors so I encourage you if you don't know your neighbors go meet one this week that's what we've been learning we've been learning about our neighbors so over the last couple weeks and last few episodes we've been focusing on our intentional kitchen series we started out with intentional groceries and then in ep- and that was in episode seven episode eight we learned about making cooking from scratch doable episode nine introduced us to probiotics and kombucha and episode 10 introduced us to the four k's of fermented foods and i want to remind you that we've been talking about diet and nutrition and so intentional kitchen surrounds a lot of things it's not just making meals it's about how we make those meals how we use the foods in our kitchen how we use nutrition and diet um, in our daily lives and that's not always just making a meal and so I hope that that's one thing that this series is doing is it's helping you to understand holistically all the things that can come from your kitchen your kitchen can also be your pharmacy and I hope that through the two episodes about probiotics and this one about supplements and oils that you really start to think through some of the ways you can cook and use herbs and supplements and oils in ways that will enhance your health 
So whenever we're talking about diet and nutrition, we are bound to have gaps and we're bound to have needs that need to be filled and we need to figure out how to fill those gaps and how to fill those needs. And that's where supplements and oils come in. So I need to make a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. I am not a doctor. I do not have a medical degree and I'm not certified to give medical advice. I highly suggest that any supplements that you decide to add to your daily life, you discuss with your doctor first. Um, This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice. Um, I also want to assure you in the beginning that I am not a paid representative of any essential oil company. I do not have an affiliation with any specific essential oil company and this particular podcast will not be in promotion of any specific one company. I will tell you how to find reputable ones and I will tell you which ones are the most reputable by their by the things that they've produced and by their reputations. So we'll get into that towards the end of the podcast. But I wanted to make that disclaimer right off the bat. Okay, so today let's consider how we can use our tools of change to help us determine what you might actually need. Let's think through, okay, what situations, what health issues or mental health challenges or dietary gaps or things like that do you have that you need to resolve and what could you do to figure out how best to use supplements and oils to help you with that issue so then we'll look at what to avoid because Supplements and oils are largely untested, un, uh, very little research. It's, it's more of an unregulated area of government control where they're, they're not allowed to make specific medical claims, but they can say that it might be helpful in this. And so that's where we really have to be cautious because we don't want to fall into the trap of being convinced to buy something that's not really good for us or isn't as helpful as we hope it would be so let's we'll talk about what to avoid and we'll also talk about finding those reputable oil companies who they are um, what makes them reputable and what you need to look out for when you're buying essential oils so let's start with our tools Every time we do an episode, we ask ourselves, why would we do this? So, what is your why? If you're listening to this episode and you want to start using supplements and oils, or maybe you've been using them and you're not really sure about the ones you're using, what is your why? Why do you want to use essential oils? Why do you want to use supplements? Do you have a problem that needs to be fixed? Do you have a problem that needs to be improved? Do you have a nutrition deficiency? Do you have 
what kinds of things. Some of the end goals that you might have might be improving joint pain, um, helping attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD. Um, maybe you're hoping that you can help your child with supplements before you try a medication. Maybe you suffer from anxiety or depression. Maybe you need to lose weight or you have high blood pressure and you want to improve those conditions. All of those things are things that can be addressed with supplements and oils. So figure out what your why is. What's your end goal? What do you want to try to accomplish? Be specific and make sure that you are working towards something doable. So figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. Then you need to do the research. I'm going to have several links in this episode's show notes. And the first couple links are going to be for three particular websites that are really good to use in researching specific supplements and herbs. One of them is examine.com. Examine.com is a group of scientists who are not paid or sponsored by anyone else. They don't work for the government. They don't work for the pharmaceutical companies. So they're about as unbiased as you can get. The only downside is that this is the only one that is a paid membership site. You can get on there and get some basic information for free but then they want you to become a paid member, which is $5 a month. There is a seven-day free trial. So if you really want to get into looking up research for a specific group of supplements, sign up for the free trial, get your research done in that seven days, cancel your, your membership, and then you won't be out any money and you will have had access to all of the information that you need. Um, so that one is examine.com. There are two others that I think are just as good to look at, but they may be ones that you want to take with a little bit of grain of salt just by understanding where they're coming from. The first one is rxlist.com. rxlist.com will give you information about supplements and things but they are owned by WebMD so just be aware of where their information is coming from some people love WebMD some people think that WebMD will tell you you're dying of cancer no matter what you put in there so WebMD will frequently convince you that you need to go to the doctor right away and that you might be dying so you may want to take some of their information with a grain of salt uh, because they tend to be very, very overly cautious. The other one to look at is the Office of Dietary Supplements. This is a website that is based on um, the National Institute of Health, which is going to be affiliated with the FDA and some government agencies. So, being aware of where your research is coming from helps when you're looking at research. I would look at both of these sites and I would 
maybe even try to get in the examine site and look up specifically and see what it is among those three sites that they are, they're all saying. Take the information with a grain of salt. Don't take one company, one website as the solid gold standard. This is when it's important to really do your research and make sure that your information is as unbiased as possible. So, um, I will do the, a link to those in the show notes so that you're able to check those out and begin to do some research. When you're researching, you want to look for studies and results. For example, when you go on there and you type in turmeric and it comes up and you pull up that page, you should be able to click on research articles and read them yourself. Or there should be research articles cited in their information about why this is or isn't a good thing and what the um, effectiveness of it is and all those kinds of things. Um, So you want to look for studies and research. You also want to look for possible drug interactions for whatever supplement you're looking at. St. John's wort is a really good example of this. St. John's wort is not safe to be taken by just everybody. There are very specific drugs and things that it can react quite a lot with and either cause the drug to not be effective or cause the St. John's wort to not be as effective or potentially even make you sick. So please do proper research and make sure that whatever drug that you're taking does not um, cause an interaction with other medication or supplements that you may be taking or other conditions that you may have. You don't want to cause any more problems by adding on a supplement. So do your research on that part. Also, you need to look at product purity, um, particularly in supplements for weight loss, for sexual function like erectile dysfunction, and for athletic performance. In those three categories particularly, they are highly susceptible to also having other substances added in to those supplements that are not going to be very good for you. So make sure that the brand that you're using is reputable and make sure that you've done your research on all the ingredients in that supplement to make sure that you're not getting something that you don't need to be taking. You also need to determine your ideal dose. Most of these websites that I've sent you to will tell you approximately how many milligrams a day is an ideal dose, how much is too much, how much is too little. They may tell you whether or not to take them with food. They may tell you, um, for example, that it's best if you're going to take it over a period of time during the day to take it with meals. And if you're going to take it all at once in at the beginning of the day to take it at breakfast or to wait until dinner to take it because it might make you sleepy or those types of things. Um, and then last but not least, talk to your doctor Make sure that your doctor is aware of supplements that you're taking and not just prescriptions. Uh, One of the easiest ways I have found to do this is to go on my chart. Um, My chart is an app that 
Um, our hospital system uses, I think that most medical facilities now are using some version of this. But it's an app on your phone that essentially gives you a place to have all of your medical information. You can get test results from your doctor's offices. Um, it shows you what the doctors within your network can see of your medical record. And it also has places to list um, your prescriptions and other supplements that you're taking. So basically what I do is if I'm taking a supplement, I'll go on my MyChart account and I'll add that in. And if I've stopped taking a supplement for any reason, I'll take that out. So that when I go to the doctor, that list is already there and the nurse will read it out to me. And I'm like, yes, that's correct. That one's correct. That one's correct. If there are any that I'm not taking anymore, I can ask her to remove those. But that makes it easier. And then you can, if your doctor has questions, they can ask you about why you want to take this or that. I do not recommend starting a new supplement without asking your doctor first. There may be some potential drug interactions or condition interactions that um, you don't want to aggravate by adding in new medication that you're not familiar with. Okay, so after we've done our research, then the next thing that we need to do is figure out our very small step. Um, my recommendation is that whenever you're starting a new supplement, number one, after you've talked to your doctor and cleared it with them, get about a 30-day supply of it. See if that is typically a time when it's been in your body long enough to build up some kind of effectiveness. Some medications take longer than others to build up effectiveness. So check into that when you're doing your research and then give it 30 days. Um, take, the med take the supplement as it's recommended for 30 days and see if you notice any differences. Um, if you're looking for a prescription, a supplement that is going to help your blood pressure, take your blood pressure when you start taking the medicine, start taking it every couple days and see if you notice it decreasing over time and see if it stays there. Uh, you want to make sure that you don't just continue blindly taking a medicine because it's supposed to help with something unless you're looking for measurable results. So make sure you're tracking along with whatever your symptoms or issues were with the particular issue that you're wanting to help with. And then track that over the first 30 days and see if you notice it improving. At the end of that 30 days, I typically will go off of something when I, when I have first started it. I will go off of it for about seven days and just see if I notice symptoms returning, if I feel worse, if I, does my body even notice that I'm not taking it anymore? You don't want to be spending money and you don't want to wear your body out with supplements that aren't really doing you any good. So taking a small break from supplements and making sure that you're tracking specific changes that you're hoping to improve um, when you're first starting a new supplement will help you to really make sure that you're looking at it from a research point of view and making sure that this supplement is actually making noticeable changes.
Okay. Then, I want you to remember that there isn't a one-size-fits-all with supplements and oils. There is not one specific vitamin or supplement or herb or essential oil that works equally well for all people the same way, at the same dose, and such. So, that being said, this is one of those things where it is perfectly okay that you are living differently than other people because Grandma Mabel may not need the same supplements that you do and Aunt Judy may not need the same supplements that you do. But that's okay because you're not Grandma Mabel and you're not Aunt Judy. So their nutritional needs, their health goals, their underlying health conditions, their allergies and issues that they deal with are all going to be different than yours. And so, of course, you're not going to be taking the same things as they are. This is a perfect opportunity to start to explain to people around you who ask you about these things. Don't feel like that you have to defend yourself all the time. But people who are asking you, why do you do this or why do you do that? This is a perfect segue into swimming upstream because this is one of those things that everybody recognizes that we all don't do medication and supplements the same. Everyone agrees that one size doesn't fit all. So this is a perfect way to begin to talk to someone about how just like with supplements, one size doesn't fit all, then it can go into all areas of life with cleaning supplies and education choices and family size and all of those things are just as equally not one size fits all just like supplements and oils but supplements and oils tend to be one where everybody's like well of course everybody doesn't take the same medicine so keep that in mind don't worry about what other people are taking don't worry about what they think about what you're taking because you're not them and you don't need the same things that they need my personal philosophy when it comes to medications and supplements and things like that is to first address the issue with diet and nutrition Adjust the things I'm eating. Adjust the things that I'm consuming. And see if that helps. Maybe I need to eliminate dairy. Maybe I need to increase fiber. Um, Any of those kinds of things that you can go ahead and do. Cut out fried foods. Um, Drink water instead of soda. Any of those things that might help whatever condition it is that you're dealing with. First address it with diet and nutrition and then try lifestyle change maybe exercise helps maybe sleeping more helps maybe reducing stress helps Um, different diet lifestyle changes that you can make that can help to improve your situation if those still are not enough then you look at supplements and oils don't see these supplements and oils as a magic pill to be a giant band-aid over the nutrition and lifestyle choices that you're making. Um, it's very important to look at things like this holistically. How is this affecting each and every part of you and what are each 
every one of the pieces that come together to help you to improve this area of health. And then last but not least, if everything else has been done and you've done everything you can to try to improve it on your own, it might be time for prescription medication. And even in that, um, I went to see my doctor recently and he said that my blood pressure at the medication level that I'm on is right there, just under where my goal is. And he said, I almost would want to increase your medicine just to be safe. Uh, but he gave me the option of going back to diet and nutrition and lifestyle change. And I elected to do that for the next three months to adjust my diet, get a little less lax about the things I'm eating, get a little more purposeful about exercise and sleep, and see if those things make a little bit of a difference in my blood pressure before I elect to increase my my medication. I'm also going to be looking at supplements to see if the things that I'm taking are helpful and if there's anything else that I might could add in that would help. Because to me, a supplement is much more desirable than um, increasing medication. So, when we're looking at supplements, um, what are some things that we want to avoid? First of all, we want to avoid jumping on the bad bandwagon of current popular supplements. Um, I remember when probiotics were all the rage when they first came out and everybody in the world had probiotics on the shelf. And it was right around the time that I first began developing fibromyalgia symptoms and a nurse friend of mine recommended probiotics to me because as she said, inflammation begins in the gut you heal the gut you can help heal some of the inflammation and you can lower your pain well I was wanting I began to look into it because that was what appealed to me not the fact that everyone else was taking it but the fact that I could specifically say this is how I want it to help me so make sure that you're not taking the latest craze out there just because everybody else is what good would it do you and is that good something that you need right now does it help you to meet a goal if it doesn't then it doesn't really matter how popular it is because it's not beneficial to you number two avoid buying cheap generic supplements this is a time when you want to be really careful with store brand and generic or low price brand supplements. Simply because in this case lower price really could mean lower quality. There's a lot of times where the lower price thing is equally as good. Generic prescription medications is one of those because they're highly regulated and they absolutely have to contain the exact same thing as their brand name counterparts however with supplements they're not regulated they're not required to contain a specific amount of anything so they're going to be more likely to have fillers 
they're going to be more likely to have um, other particular things added in that affect the product purity that we talked about earlier they're going to use cheaper oils um, as a base or as um, the filler rather than more quality things so this is one of those times where price and quality kind of go hand in hand you really want to look towards the higher end things and and purchase the very best that you possibly can keeping in mind that high price doesn't necessarily mean that it's a better thing but make sure you're really looking at the quality and the purity of the product and not just the price and don't just go for the lowest priced item another thing that we want to avoid is relying only on word of mouth just because your cousin's uncle's sister's wife has taken the supplement and it did wonders for her whatever doesn't mean that it will work for yours so don't just go to the store and buy it based off of that make sure that you're doing research make sure that you're looking into the specific thing um like I said, when the nurse recommended, the nurse friend of mine recommended probiotics, I didn't just go out and buy probiotics. I said, hmm, that's interesting. And I did some of my own research. And then after researching it and confirming that it was doing a lot of people good, um, I did start out on a probiotic pill. But over time, I really decided that the best way to get probiotics was through kombucha and fermented foods. And so that's what I've been working more towards. And that has really given me long-term good gut health rather than relying on purchasing a supplement every single month. So don't always take word of mouth. Make sure you take the time to do the research. And then lastly, one thing I really want you to avoid is dismissing the potential benefits of supplements and oils altogether. Maybe you're skeptical that these oils and supplements work at all. Maybe you think it's a whole hoax and that the supplement and oils industry are making a bunch of money off of people and maybe taking them for a ride. I really encourage you to do some really good research on that and see if you find that that's the case. If you start with these um websites that I mentioned in the beginning that will be in the show notes and you begin to research some of these supplements you'll see that several of them have legit scientific research that backs up the claims that these supplements have made so don't discount it don't throw it off and say ah that's a bunch of hokey stuff try it look into something for a specific issue that you have and try it and see for yourself don't just automatically dismiss it okay so I wanted to give you a few examples of some supplements I've taken um, we've already mentioned probiotics for gut health um, I also have taken for several years evening primrose oil this is a really good supplement for female hormones um, I have taken it for the prevention of monthly migraines right before my period um, my girls have also used it for cramps and PMS type things and um, 
headaches before periods too and it really does reduce the amount of effect that um, your period has on your body as far as all those PMS symptoms and and headaches and things like that. Um, it also, now that I've had a hysterectomy, is really helping me balance out the changes that my body is going through as it's adjusting and beginning to go through the process of menopause. So I highly recommend you doing some research on evening primrose oil. Um, also, turmeric is something that my husband and I both take for joint inflammation. And this is one of those things that if it's something that is available in a food form, really look into making it yourself. Um, I highly recommend veggie caps and a capsule machine and the actual herbs themselves. Um, I'll put a link in to Essential Organics, which is a website that I have used several times to order organic um foods and herbs and things that have been really really helpful for us you can actually buy turmeric ashwagandha uh, valerian root and several other um, herbs that are used as supplements you can buy them in their herbal form um, and buy veggie caps and a capsule machine from Essential Organics and make your own pills. Um, to give you an example of the kind of cost savings that you can have, currently at my Costco, a two-month supply of turmeric supplements is around $11.50 for a two-month supply. And I believe they have you taking two capsules a day with that. We were able to get I had a friend who gave us the capsule machine, the veggie caps that we bought that are, they're, they're made of a vegetable gelatin that is just the clear capsule that, that is empty and needs to be filled with something. And it can be filled with herbs, it can be filled with oils, um, and basically you put the bottom in one tray and the tops in another tray. And then you spoon your ingredients into the tray and it drops down into the different sides of the capsule. And then you snap it together. So we bought a bag of veggie caps for about $10. There are 1,000 veggie caps inside our bag for $10. For another $10, I was able to get three pounds of organic turmeric. And... Um, we use that um, with black pepper. So I get organic black pepper from, or, from Essential Organics. And um, that is less than $3, I think, for um, a good bit of black pepper. And we use one tablespoon of turmeric to one teaspoon of black pepper and the reason we use black pepper is because it needs to have capsaicin and curcumin to help activate the turmeric so that your body can actually use it and it's absorbed into your bloodstream and so we add the black pepper to it to help with that 
and um, I have made two mason quart jars full of pills and we have not even used half of the first bag of turmeric so we are two quart jars full of pills and haven't used half of the first half of our turmeric so we're looking at maybe two dollars worth of turmeric that we've used so far so very very cost effective and you really understand what's in your pills you know I know that it's pure because I put the ingredients in there so that may be something that you want to look into I'm going to link like I said in the show notes to or essential organics and the page that would have the veggie caps in the capsule machine and a few of the herbs on there so let's switch gears and begin talking a little bit about essential oils so essential oils are liquid compounds extracted from plants that capture the plant's scent or essence and it's basically the part of the plant that is really useful um, for a lot of different things Um, it might be used for cleaning for hygiene for personal care for medicine purposes Um, there are things that you need to make sure that you're doing to um, make sure that the oils that you're buying are high enough quality some of the things that you need to look for is to make sure that you're looking at purity what you can do is take an oil and drop it on a piece of white paper if it leaves an oil ring then that is not a pure essential oil it has oil that has been added to it which means it's not a hundred percent essential oil and that would not be one that you would want to use an exception to that would be there's a couple oils like sandalwood and chamomile where just the makeup of the oil itself is going to leave a little bit of a residue or a little bit of a color so this isn't always the case but nine times out of ten this white paper test is a really good way to test um, how pure it is also look at the packaging what kind of container is the oil in it should be in a glass bottle it should not be in plastic because plastic will degrade over time the oils are very strong and they can break down the plastic and that the chemicals from that plastic can go into the oil so you want to make sure that it's a glass container and it also needs to be either an amber glass or a cobalt blue glass because those two are really good at blocking the uv ray light from getting in and light can be damaging to your oil and cause it to break down and become rancid um, and and not usable so you want to make sure that it's a dark glass and that it is glass and not plastic you also want to make sure that the label says essential oil and so you want it to say lavender essential oil not just lavender oil lavender oil is going to be an oil that is scented with the scent of lavender it is not going to have essential oil in it it's going to have lavender fragrance in it you also want to make sure that it says a hundred percent pure because if it does not then it's very likely that they have added some kind of filler or other additive to it Um, and it's not just 
lavender essential oil. It's lavender essential oil mixed with some filler oil to make it go further for them and be cheaper to produce. But it's going to reduce the efficacy of what you're using. So you're going to have to use more of it for it to be effective. And you're going to run out of it faster and have to buy more of it to keep using it in the same way. Um, and I will put a show notes link to an article by Global Essence that has um, five ways to recognize a fake when it comes to essential oils and give you a little bit more information about each of the things that I just shared there. So one of the most important things you need to do is make sure that you don't buy direct uh, that you buy directly from a company and not from somewhere like Amazon or eBay because then even if you're buying what looks like a reputable brand name like Young Living or DoTerra if you're buying it from Amazon or eBay you don't know what the person selling it has done to it they could take that bottle and pop the cap off of it and put mostly filler oil and a little bit of essential oil in it and be selling it that way so always make sure that you buy directly from the company and not through a third-party seller um, on Amazon or eBay or anywhere else. So there are seven great essential oil brands. Um, five of these I've personally used. Two of them I have not, but I hear excellent things from them on every survey page that I go to that reviews essential oils these two are always at the top of the list so um, they are ones that I would feel very confident buying from as well so the top five of the ones I use are plant therapy Eden's Garden Now Foods Young Living and doTERRA those are in no particular order like I said I am not brand loyal I order from whoever has what I need at the time who I can get from maybe one company has a deal where they have them in a package or maybe um, one of them is able to ship it to me faster than another Um, also the other two that I mentioned that I have not purchased from personally but I know are good quality companies is Rocky Mountain Oils and Mountain Rose Herbs so I will also provide links for all of those in the show notes if you're new to essential oils I I highly recommend that you start out with what they call the LLP the lemon lavender peppermint combo Um, those three herbs those three essential oils excuse me can be used for a lot of different things individually and in combination and it's a great one to start with that's good for aromatherapy that's good for cleaning that um, most of the time are fairly easy to find in a food grade option from Young Living or doTERRA and they can be used in a wide variety of ways it's a good good combo of three oils to get your feet wet and starting with essential oils so consider starting with the LLP and again with essential oils do your own research find out um, not just the advertisements from the 
essential oil companies about what they're good for, but look into them yourself online. Look up lavender essential oil and see what kind of uses and things come up that aren't in a meme or a graphic of some kind. Um, read actual research and find out what it's good for. Um, and one caution that I would give you is to only use internally if it's designated as food grade. As I said, I know that Young Living and doTERRA both have a food grade that you can use that is safe. And um, I'm not really sure about the others. But Young Living and doTERRA, I would, without hesitation, use their food grade oils internally. Um, and again, you can do that by putting it into food or water. Um, and you can also use those veggie caps to put it um, into a capsule and take it that way. Um, but again, only do that if your oil specifically says that it is food grade. So, just to repeat my disclaimer, I am not a medical professional. I am not a doctor and I do not have a medical degree. Any advice in this is not considered medical advice. You should do your own research and talk to your own doctor before making any changes to your medical um, care. I also um, am not affiliated with any essential oil company. I'm not a representative, nor am I paid um, to represent any of the essential company essential oil companies that I mentioned tonight in this episode. Um, be sure to check out the show notes there's lots of information there this week and your call to action this week decide do you need a supplement what is the condition that you're trying to treat do the research find the correct supplement to go with that and then try it and see what you think after 30 days are you seeing a difference can you notice that you haven't taken it can you show measurable results over time um, of improvement from taking it? I really encourage you to um, look more into essential oils and supplements. Thanks for joining me this week. You've been listening to the Swim Upstream podcast where each week we discuss intentional living against cultural norms. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review of iTunes. This helps me be seen and heard by more potential listeners. I'd also really appreciate it if you would share this episode with a friend who might enjoy it as much as you did. As always, we can continue our conversation on Instagram at swim.upstream or on Facebook at Jenny Veliki. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes. And remember, the life you live is built on the choices you make. So just keep swimming.